Thank you so much, PBS Radio, for broadcasting this morning's gathering, this Sunday morning with the Elohim and the Ra Group. I thank all of you that are listening in. As every Sunday morning, we do this two-hour gathering where we connect with sources from a higher realm. And as usual, we have Winfrey and Terry Brown with us. Oh, Joy in Swim, Washington. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Good morning, good morning. Hi, Joy. Hi. Hey, did you guys did you guys notice that Hyde is doing something a little different when he was announcing? He said, "And the raw group." He said that, but that's not what he was doing. Did you did you notice, Hyde? Yeah, yeah. What did you notice? To uh, be more explicit on uh, the fact that we are connecting with uh, sources from the higher realm. You were letting their energy flow through your words. You were leaving space. And, um, you know, it's something I, I started to realize was happening a long time ago, that when I'm talking about them, Going to say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, now we're going to. You know what I mean? It's kind of all in the head. But if you do it in the most masterful way, you leave space and leave time for the energy to flow into the, the space. And uh, would you like to say your name in your city? Yes, it's Hello, California. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Hello. Hello, Wayne Demetrius. Hi, Demetrius. Hi, Demetrius. How are you guys doing? Several more people have joined in. Welcome to you all. Feel free to say your names and locations. Hi, Terry from Dallas. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Anyone else? Feel free to say your name and location. This is Terry in Sedona. Happy Sunday, Terry. Welcome. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hello. Nice of you to come. <laughs> Hi, Terry. Hi. Who's there? Welcome to the next caller. Please say your name and location. Hello. Hello, Heisen, everyone. Shirley from Ohio. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. We haven't heard from. We haven't heard from Wanda. I've been thinking about her. Yeah, I just, I just had that thought. We have, I have. She hasn't been on for for weeks. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the next caller. Appreciate name and location. Hi, hi. It's Jennifer from Greensburg. Hi, everyone. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. 
Hello. Hi, Sita. Hi. Good morning. My phone may have been on mute. This is Patrice from Mandeville, Louisiana. Welcome Hi, back, Patrice. Patrice. Hi, Patrice. Welcome to the next caller, please enable location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. And happy Sunday to all of you people listening in online through BBS radio. We appreciate your presence. We will be starting in just a moment. This is our most. This is our most popular call. Usually, would you like to say your name in your city. Hey. Would you like to say your name in your city? Good morning, everyone. It's Eminem in Nebraska. Hi. Good morning to you guys. Good morning, Mike and Mary. How's how's the weather in Nebraska? It's uh, it was nice yesterday. Today the sun's out, but wind out of the north put the chill on everything. I know. Yeah, I know. I, Nebraska is supposed to be a cold state, right? Well, it can be. Uh, a couple weeks ago, with the mornings that started off below zero, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> I've been living in the clouds over here. <laughs> and here at summertime. Happy Sunday morning. Welcome. Please say name location. Yeah, hi. It's Lauren from Forks, Washington. Hi, Lauren. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Yeah, it took a bit to get on. <laughs> I've been having troubles with my phone uh, uh, for for days now. Thanks for persisting. Yeah. <laughs> well, drop off and never go back on. Ring, but I can't answer it. Uh, all kinds of weird things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, invent a machine to fix it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take a machine. It's going to take a machine. That's noise. Um, I'm going to mute the phone lines, okay, man? Yeah. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. So, as well. I thank all of you for being here, particularly with Terry. We all greatly appreciate what you guys are doing. And then let me know once you are ready for me to start the recorder. Yeah. Was that the yeah for start the recorder? Yeah, start the recorder. <laughs> it is February 6th. The recording has started. Good morning. 
This is February 6, 2022. And Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona. And everybody everywhere. And particularly hello to those people we can't hear on BBS radio. And I believe we started a topic last week. You know, this is a very unusual call and very special. And I'm, I'm not tapping my own head. I'm tapping the head of the sources that decided to connect with me in 2002. That uh, originally it was the Council of Elohim, and um, no, I didn't believe that's who they were. I looked up the word Elohim, and it said one of the names for God in the Old Testament, the name the Mormons used for God. And I asked them, "Are you the same Elohim?" And they said, "We're part of the same." And I said, why are you talking to me? And they said, I was like a cosmic midwife. I knew how to bring these things into the world. And I didn't have ego about it. And um, I didn't believe them. I said, I don't know how to do this. And I said, well, what am I supposed to do? And they said, you'll have to figure it out. So I had to learn more about them to figure it out. I had to also learn that they were who they said they were and that what was the nature of communicating to a source that actually was one of the names for God in the Old Testament and the Mormons used for God, and I'm talking to part of the same. And I asked them questions, and I learned... They didn't identify themselves to me as God. They didn't expect me to prostrate myself with them. They kind of took me as an equal in this realm. And uh, I learned a lot about their nature, asking questions. Actually, I was learning, but I was trying to say, is this really who they are? You know, because it sounded too incredible. It was like... um, they would they explain themselves to be pure energy beings at the beginning of the universe, no bodies, and they could move their energy. They could expand their energy. I mean, they actually said they could expand themselves to be as big as a universe or as small as an atom. Now, that's Kind of amazing, isn't it? (laughs) Sounds like a science fiction movie. And I felt like I was in a science fiction movie. And uh, they said they were existed before there was a universe. That um, they were a breakaway from what they call the original awareness of the one infinite creator. And, And they learned how to manifest lower dimensions by frequency, 
by projecting frequencies. We've had long conversations with them. We have hours of conversation on how the universe got created and how it got screwed up. And um, at the higher dimensions of the universe, the beings could um, all know that they were part of each other. And at the lower levels, the beings in those levels, like us, lost that connection of being part of each other. They had to work to be able to develop some awareness of that. When you have that experience, and they call it the law of one, you then have to get compassionate because you see people as aspects of yourself. And even the negative is aspects of ourselves. We are all part of the one infinite creator, but we don't know it. We have to discover it. And... Um, And that's one of the things that our calls help people to do. And another thing is we are all, every one of us, whether you know it or not, most people don't, are in an evolutionary process. And we have many lifetimes. Our soul comes back and takes new bodies. And we have the same souls but a different shell, different suit, which is our body. And um, most humans probably identify more with their bodies than with their souls because you can't actually have any evidence that you have a soul. Now, there is evidence but it doesn't come automatically to you. Like in studying all this, the first thing I, d I did before any of this happened is I wrote the book, The Reincarnation of Edgar Cayce, where I tied David Wilcock to Edgar Cayce. And um, one of the things that made me certain, there were many things. He was channeling at the time. His channelings were profound and deep. And um, one of the things that, ta that was a really um, significant indicator of his connection with Casey was they were the spitting image of each other. And in all my study of reincarnation, I didn't know that you looked like your past life, but you do. And the reason is, is because when you die, your soul carries your DNA to the next body. And when it enters the body, the fetus, or whenever it enters, um, the soul will program the DNA of the new body to look like the past life. And 
This has been a major indicator to me for validating past lives. And in, like, for example, one time I asked the Elohim if Terry was ever anybody famous. And they told me, look up St. Catherine of Siena, who was this young woman who would go to the local church in Siena, Italy. They would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. When she died, her, uh, all of her channelings were compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God, and Terry happened to be the spitting image of St. Catherine. And these are ways that I validated that I think I'm really doing what I, they are who they say they are, and developed my own confidence in what I was doing, because I couldn't put this out into the world unless I was confident. What if I was making a mistake? What if it was something demonic that was coming through? Because that does happen. What if it was a trickster that looked positive, but was actually negative? And that happens all the time. In fact, throughout the course of history, the beings who were identified as God were oftentimes tricksters and taking the position of that role for power and control. And this has all been unfolding for years now as I have learned and we all have learned, those of you who have been attending our calls, the um, ins and outs of how the universe works. And the Elohim do not create fear. They not, do not say, do this or you're going to go to hell. In fact, they don't say do anything. They honor free will, but they give the wisest counsel on how to, how to work your life, things you can apply, and it changes things. And anyone who starts coming to our calls regularly will notice the amazing loving connection that people have that come to the calls regularly, and um, they've never even met each other. In most cases, some cases they did, but they become friends, they support each other, and there's nothing to join, um, there's no dues, we're not a religion, um, but there's an energy on the call that sustains the energy of the people on the call. The Elohim, in addition to having all of this amazing information about how everything works have the ability to extend their energy and pay attention to us. And, and particularly when you're on this call, they would be paying attention to you. And when you get comfortable with it, you'll, you'll feel it. They don't intrude. They don't violate anyone's free will. 
um, you have to want the connection. And if you want the connection and you keep coming to the calls, eventually you will make the connection. It doesn't mean they're going to talk to you, although they might. If you, you know, you need certain talents to channel. My Terry Brown has those talents. I don't have them, um, but I can feel their energy. In fact, the reason they contacted me was because they knew that I would be able to feel their energy. And when I would be with someone who would channel, it would allow that person to bring through their words. And um, so it was a a double connection. Um, You know, it was the same thing with Carla Ruckert, who channeled the Ra Group, and her partner, Don Elkins. Uh, Don had to ask questions, and he was like a brilliant PhD who wanted to know how the universe worked. And he could ask really deep questions. And without him asking the questions, the information on the raw material never would have happened, even though he didn't channel. So in any case... um, Last week, I believe our topic, you know, (laughs) I should remember very clearly, but when we go into these things, I zone out, and I hope it was ascension, and we're going to do copies, you know, questions on it and go deeper in it. And what is ascension? Ascension is when you graduate this realm. Now, it's not, according to our sources, a rapture in the way that Christianity talked about it. It happens for most people after you die. And you get the opportunity to not have to have another body again. And you can move into an experience in a higher dimension which is more comfortable than life on this planet which has got a lot of negative stuff going on on it. And um, many people who have graduated this realm choose to come back to help the planet And uh, those souls that do that are identified as star seeds, which is if they're from the Elohim realm, or wanderers, if they're from the Ra realm, Ra realm, Ra realm. And um, in, according to our information, when you if you're on the other side and graduated and decide to come back, 90% of the beings that come back get lost in reincarnation again. Because you don't remember anything. When you take a body, 
the past is blanked out. It's available somewhere. Some people can find it through hypnotizing you, or if you keep studying it, sometimes you get flashes. Terry happens to be one of those people who can uh, has learned how to tune into her past lives, and uh, she remembers her life with St. Catherine. But it's interesting, her memories don't remember her St. Catherine. She just remembers, because she wasn't a saint while she was alive. That happened after she was died, and her book became a classic of Catholic literature. But she, she has an amazing ability to recall her past lives. And um, the thing about it is we keep coming back, we keep coming back uh, as a reincarnation, learning the lessons to graduate. And then um, we graduate and we come back and we get lost again. But if nobody did that, if nobody came back, this realm would be like owned by the negative because it's been in control of negative beings from the other side. Now, when we see all this negativity in the world today, which everybody is noticing, <laughs> it's being manipulated by ETs. I'm not going to talk about that, but behind it all, there's ETs that are controlling the elite power structures of our planet. But our calls can help somebody graduate. Uh, and uh, um, let's see now. Somebody's calling me. Uh, okay, they went away. Um, our cause can help people graduate this round. It's like re-educating yourself to a whole new way of looking reality, looking at reality. In any case. Getting back to ascension, this is a, there are cycles of time where it's easier to graduate this realm, and we are in one of those cycles now. The reason it's easier is because there is an energy that flows through the universe. Some people call it zero point. Some people call it quantum field. Part of that energy is the Christ energy. And it, it radiates from the center of the universe. And it has to pass through all the galaxies before it gets here. And there are configurations of the galaxies and the planets that at certain time periods that energy hits a maximum. And when it does, it is possible for a human to accelerate their evolution at a much faster 
pace. And we are in the midst of that accelerated energy now. And um, the thing about it is you have to ride the wave of it because if you don't pick it up, it won't help you. It won't work. So our calls are helping people access that energy. There's an energy on the call that many people feel that opens up your higher chakras that um, allows you to see your own patterns more clearly. Because we all have patterns to keep us in the lower dimensions. And if you don't um, master those patterns, you have to keep coming back because they bring you back into this realm. And so I first learned about this when I was writing The Reincarnation of Edgar Cayce. And David Wilcock was talking a lot about it. And in fact, his first website was called Ascension 2000. And not all of his information was correct. He was nowhere as clear as Edgar Cayce in bringing through information. And part of the reason I believe that was true was because to connect with a group soul, which is a huge energy, you need a group energy on the ground that can hold the space big enough for them to come through. And when we do these calls, we are creating a group energy that allows them a nest to bring their energy in. And, um, you know, as soon as I said that, I noticed the shift of the energy, like it was coming down. And uh, David wouldn't let anybody support his energy when he was channeling. And um, Edgar Casey did. Edgar Casey's wife did. His uh, stenographer did. Uh, there was a group around Edgar Casey called the Search for God group. And they were all supporting the energy of his channeling. So that it looks like Edgar Casey had a certain talent. And he did. But it was the support group that allowed his talent to manifest. And Carla Rucker, who channeled the raw material, she had, there was a team of three people who would hold the energy whenever they would do a channeling. And they told her the team was required for that. And uh, so it's not normal for a person to channel the group soul that's just sitting there and saying, okay, I want to channel the Elohim or the raw group. And they're, they're, they're picky, very picky, about who they'll talk to because they have free will choice to decide who's the appropriate person to connect with because many people, if they start connecting to a source like this, will corrupt it. They'll go on an ego trip. They'll go on a... a um, 
uh, I'm another incarnation of Jesus trip, or I'm a guru, or whatever. And that is not the desired manifestation of this connection. The Their desired manifestation is to create an energy and a wisdom where we can experience personally the law of one, the oneness of everything. And, um, and as you do that, you have to be very careful to not get on an ego trip and not think you're everybody's savior because it doesn't work that way. That is contrary to the law of one. That's hierarchy. I'm better than you. I know more than you. It doesn't mean we don't all have the same talents. We're all different. And in terms of our physical talents and our physical bodies, we we um, are all unique. But because somebody's a better mathematician than somebody else, doesn't make them a more spiritual being. Doesn't make them a more loving being. Uh, just it's it's a quality of a talent, and that's different. When you start to emphasize, you can use your talent. There's nothing wrong with using it. You can get a job. If you're a musician, you can lift the vibration of people with your music. But as soon as you go on an ego trip about it, everybody's paying attention to me. You know. Um, you stop being spiritual, or you're spiritual to a, a lower degree. So, with this idea of graduating this realm and this period of time that we're in right now, and um, we started a topic, and I was going to have people submit some questions on that. Um, and hi, are you there? Hello, hi. Where is he? Um, hang on. I'm here, Ben, but I had to get to my, uh, unmute. Go ahead. Oh. Were you, having, were you having trouble finding your unmute button? No, I just first my screen went blank, so I need to get to the right screen and then <laughs> roll up. I mean, don't catch Terry's malady. I, I would love to be like Terry, to be honest with you. You would? <laughs> In many ways. <laughs> well... She has her challenges, believe me, okay? You know, people, I have my challenges. You know, you can look at somebody else's outer qualities and and it seems awesome. And you don't realize the challenges of that. You know, the more light you hold, the more the, more the negative attacks you, the more they notice you. But in any case, I'm going to open my computer up. It's opening up. Hang on. Here we go. 
and that gives me the opportunity to wish everyone here listening a happy Sunday. Okay, I'm open up and I am ready to go. And uh, let's open the microphones up. All right. You first want to have a have a question before I open up the microphones? Do I want to what? Well, the, the reason why to open up the microphones. You first want to state your question, what you want people to react to. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Thank you. Uh, you know, we had a very good session last week, and every, everyone had questions at the end, and and we we couldn't keep going, and so and, and some of our topics are too big to cover in one one Sunday, so I want to open the mics up and let people ask questions about graduating this realm. Anything related to that topic. And this is not the time to do, uh, you know, healing requests or anything like that. We do have healing requests. And if you're listening and you want to get a healing request in, it'll come into this call. You go into this webpage. In the light intelligent-infinity.com in the light intelligent-infinity.com and it comes up with a form and you can put your request on that form and we we suggest you only have one thing on there that you request for each entry, okay? So if you want to do two things, put your second request on a second entry on that form, okay? But um, on that note, okay, open things up. All participants are unmuted. Now, of course, nobody can remember their questions from last week, right? I have a question. Our and who, oh, this is who Patrice. Is that? My name is Patrice. I'm in Mandeville, Louisiana. Okay. And I'm, I'm your group. Um, my question is this. Are past lives in the past? Are they chronological? Or do they skip around in time? I mean, I can give you, I'll give you an answer to that, okay? <laughs> and the answer is crazy. Because there's no such thing as time. Time is an illusion. It's part of the creation of the universe. And, um, I mean, the Elohim, when we asked them about time, they said it's like, time is like, uh, 
bits of consciousness everywhere. So your past lives are all in your soul right now. All of the experiences you've had from them. And, and when you can access them, like I, I know that, for example, I had a past life as a troubadour. And what I, what, what, somebody is making a lot of noise. Is that you, Terry? Are you moving around? Okay. No, I'm muted. Okay. Must have been Terry. Oh, there we go. I had a past life as a troubadour. When I was in high school, I went over somebody's house, you know, a friend, and he had a guitar there, and I picked it up, and uh, I was really attracted to it. And then I, he said, hey, you want to buy it? $25, and I bought it. And I learned how to play it, and it became a very important thing I did. And then when I, when I was younger, I had this curiosity about electronics. And I decided to read a book on how a radio worked. And I became really, really good at electronics. And so I'm sure I did it in other lifetimes some way or another. And since we have so many lifetimes, who knows how many things we've mastered that you can't remember until something triggers you in this lifetime uh, to put you in the, uh, what's the word? The connection with that past lifetime. It's a better word than connection, but I use that. Does that help, Patrice? Patrice, yes, are you there? Thank you. Okay, okay. Anyone else have a question? Okay. Now you wait and see. Everyone's going to have questions at the end of this call. But um, let's mute everybody. I assume... All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. All right. So to help create our group energy, I do a little, um, uh, what do you call it, invocation. And um, to bring in our sources and to put a protective energy around this call and all of you because when you bring in high sources it's kind of like you pass through a lot of negative zones and they notice you and you want to you want to keep them out they screw things up so in any case we're going to do our invocation to the light and then we'll start out Father Mother God we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect Terry and myself, every, everyone on this line, 
everyone on BBS radio and everyone who listens to a replay of this call. And right now, we see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the other energies of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. This is all on. We are an aspect of the Elohim group and the law group. And we are, each is a soul group and made of different uh, souls. We do not have bodies. Uh, the raw aspect of us used to have bodies. The Elohim aspect of us is in a different octave, and they have never had, we as the Elohim have never had bodies. And it is a really interesting, curious thing for us to learn about uh, in film and uh, the physicalness of it. Um, If we ever see anything that doesn't make total sense to you, just regard it. As it is not um, applicable to you until it is real to you, and so disregard it. Um, we our purposes are to help each individual with their evolution. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that um, your next lesson that is presented to you will be comfortable. Uh, or we will try to um, take away your lesson if a lesson is there for you to learn. Uh, do you have questions? Well, following up on your last comment there about the next lesson being comfortable, oftentimes people have pent up things inside them, sometimes buried in their subconscious. And when they start to go on an evolutionary path, these things surface. And they can surface as a lot of negativity coming up instead of positivity or joy, which is what they're aiming for. Um... Can you can you explain more of that process? Yes. Um, <clears throat> when one um, has a difficult past, past life, 
Uh, there can be many reasons that it was difficult. One of them would be uh, being out of harmony with uh, the, uh, the, 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 there are certain aspects of life that put you more in synchronicity or in resonance with those around you. And if when things begin to get out of resonance, um, where uh, the uh, surroundings, uh, the things going on uh, don't agree with your own view of how uh, you want to proceed, this can create uh, problems. And if it becomes Critical. If it becomes a chronic problem, uh, it can become a push-pull. Trying to proceed forward uh, and and still being taken uh, back. Uh, It is like encountering uh, difficulties. uh, Trying to proceed when. Uh, there are aspects that are against your uh, progress, or the way you see it, or uh, how you uh, um, think it would be best to proceed, or what you are uh, used to, or uh, the things you know, the pathway you know. You set your pathway. Sometimes there are difficulties, for instance, when uh, life goes into uh, a cycle in general where it is now, where the energies are very high that are impacting the planet, uh, then it can speed up your progress is you need to overcome difficulties to keep on your path. And in order to overcome difficulties, you may have to um, fix some aspects of yourself that haven't been uh, working at an optimum an optimum level. And these things that need uh, that can increase your progress on the path sometimes are patterns that you have taken on from the past, uh, a way of uh, dealing with people that was applicable to a certain situation, a certain person that you uh, came in contact with, and um, it is uh, it worked with that one person, but with other people, it is generally, uh, it could hold you back, like, for instance, <laughs> In one circumstance, anger might have been the way that you got what you wanted, but then in another circumstance, it might not work at all. So one needs to observe uh, how to um, make your path forward. Uh, And uh, in that case, you may uh, then have more positive people around you and 
you would need to become more positive and the anger uh, would not work as well. So uh, things of your past, patterns that you have gotten in your past uh, may have been applicable to a past life or situation and or even a this life situation, but may not be applicable in all circumstances. So uh, these, when uh, the energy gets very high, it tends to dislodge uh, past patterns. It can be difficult when uh, a past pattern gets dislodged and one realizes that there is a different way to proceed that may be uh, much more applicable to the situation one is in. Um, So that's a little bit about it. You know, there's the idea of what people call karma. And it's where we have out-of-balance situations from the past that have to be balanced before you can move forward. And... Yes. And that um, there's different ways of balancing it. One way is to do good works um, from, for you know, in service to others, and you start building a bank inside of you of positivity, which eventually can balance the karma. Uh, am I accurate there? You are accurate within a certain range. Um, the um, when one has uh, built up karma, they have all uh, built up on <clears throat> a situation where they are not in sync with their surroundings, and the balancing is an attempt to. Uh, bring uh, the, the past um, problems to to alleviate them and bring them more in line with their uh, current situation. So uh, one has built up a certain uh, charge, and that charge is very precise and exact concerning the exact situation. There may be other situations in the current time that are similar, but usually there are some differences. When one can get to take a look at whatever the exact, exact past circumstances were that set the imbalance in motion, uh, then uh, is the look at the exact situation from the past, uh, it can begin to discharge the uh, charge, the differential charge that has been built up and uh, is uh, good works as it can help, but it is slower than recognizing 
and within your own um, your own view uh, realizing the um, exact cause of that differential charge that has been built up. And usually they're coming with it a cognition of some sort, a realization uh, that uh, that particular situation does not really apply to current situations. That mode of behavior that one develops does not uh, fit with behavior that will um, be most applicable to the current circumstance. How about the concept of forgiveness? How does that help with past karma situations? Um, in other words, if you did things that hurt other people, you you carry a guilt somewhere for that yeah. that keeps it in your field. And um, except uh, psychopaths. Uh, uh, that uh, guilt maybe uh, it, it becomes complicated and uh, they may not feel guilt. Does a psychopath have karma? For things yes. that he doesn't have guilt about? He does. Yes. Yes. So karma. It, it's like it's is, not only. Go ahead. Karma is based on the action and not on your attitude towards the action. Like, for example, um, I read this somewhere a long time ago, but I don't know if it's true, but you know, normally you would think you get karma for killing somebody. And if you're, if you're a patriotic person and you're a soldier and you go in the field and you kill people and you're doing it, was a noble cause of defending your country. You're not getting karma for that. Is is that true? Each circumstance is individual, but essentially, uh, that is correct. But now yeah. there's another situation that can come up when someone has totally or completely of uh, really noble intentions in doing something. And uh, but the individual doesn't live in a vacuum. And um like in the situation of the soldier, um he uh will within his own sphere of agreement with the society, he is not building up karma. But he does, they do not live in a vacuum, and he may still be building up karma in that uh, the other side of the war, uh, the individuals in the other side of the war, the families of the people who have been uh, killed on the battlefield, uh, they build up a huge animosity impact for the war to come about. But there may have been this animosity built up and that 
the more general um, environmental karma that can build up with the uh, anger from the other side. It can be country to country karma that is built up that may then come in and express itself um, to individuals in that country, uh, uh, the soldiers that you speak of, it may uh, carry a wider effect of karma. That's mm-hmm. why the price consciousness is, uh, is gee, when that can be applied all around, even country to country, uh, it leads to the fastest evolution and the um, the greatest progress of the individuals. And you do not get these um, animosity um, glitches in in the um, in the people. Mm-hmm. And you know when when graduation from this realm is described, particularly by the Ra group, <clears throat> they talk about fifty one percent service to others, and um, or fifty one percent of an opening of the heart chakra, both ways. Now. How does karma come into play with graduation? Does a person have to clear their karma? Does karma force them to come back into this realm? Can they have a fifty-one percent? It is. Who I saying is each. Okay. Each. Go ahead. Uh, If one has a fifty-one percent opening of their heart, is that enough? to bypass their karma, okay? Not necessarily. Um, That is a good way of putting it, a 51% opening of their heart. Um, For one thing, things are not... um, Everything is created moment to moment. Time, uh, what is going on at the time, uh, an individual can close their heart in a, in a heartbeat, or an individual, and on the other hand, could have developed uh, the um, heart so connection with others to 51%. Uh, and, and this will allow them to um, graduate. Um, there are, for instance, from the density of choice into the density of love because they are working from a uh, more loving in general, a more loving countenance, a more caring for others. So that can allow them 
T. Bradshaw. There are some situations, however, uh, where uh, if they are, they generally have a loving heart, but then they uh, have, have, say, a dark incident from their past that could suddenly be a trigger, that could catapult them into uh, 95% service the self suddenly. Uh, this, uh, upon their death experience and their attempt to um, transition, uh, it could key in or trigger uh, the dark experience and suddenly they were no longer 51%. Um, and they then could not maintain uh, their position um, because it, it depends on the stability of their 51%. If the stability is not there, then they are in a situation of, of 51% service to others and, and, and and then moving out of it and then moving back into it and out of it so it's unstable. Now, that can affect their graduation and keep them in the third density. Mm -hmm. Well, according to the materials, a service to others graduates with a 51% service to other requirement and service to self is a 95%, okay? Yes, and, so and let's, this is uh, in there, this is stable. It, it is, is there 95% service to self stable in that manner or is it oscillating? They become more service to others and not service, really service to self. If, if there uh, if there is an oscillation and their and their commitment is not stable, then that will affect uh, whether they graduate or not. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just suppose you have a bunch of ten service to self people graduating and ten service to others people graduating. They all met the requirements, whatever. Now, do they end up in the, and I, I, I said, I'm going to say use the word room, but it's not the right word. Do they end up in the same room together and say, hi, guys, <laughs> and we've all graduated? Are they all totally... They tend to collect uh, together. They tend they to collect go together. They may go to service to self planet, if they were service to self, or service to other planet, if they were service to others. But uh, there is a possibility. Go ahead. Yeah, they, I'm sorry. I think you're going to answer my question there. Uh, when you say they end up together, then you say they go to service to self planet, a service to other planet. Then I'm misunderstanding the word together. They end up together with a service to self together, and they go right. to the same place together, and the service to other goes to possibly the same place together 
but not in the same place as the service itself. Okay? It's correct, not generally. However, that you may have some circumstances for a service to um, other being uh, reincarnates to uh, graduates to a service to other uh, more more service to other situation because he feels that uh, there is more chance to add to his um, energies uh, to add to his um, support uh, the slave support he can get slaves that are in a service to other environment you may have a service to other individual graduating into a service to other environment more and uh, to his particular uh, proclivity for instance Genghis Khan graduated to a service to self situation where uh, in the Orion group where uh, he uh, was learning more about service to self and uh, the individuals uh, working there, they rate the Orions raid the um, service to other areas uh, in an attempt to enslave the elite in those areas uh, through China mm-hmm. and take over no. at a remote distance and get them on the <clears throat> negative side. If a, if a service to self-group is all graduating to a negative planet, service to self-planet, then they have to prey on each other. Would that be correct? They do not have to prey on each other. They can align and then prey on service to other groups uh, through channeling and remote taking over. I see. Okay. And so they're still doing their service to self, and they're now kind of a team. They can do it as a team of sorts, where as much as they can right. However, get along with each other. They, yeah, they they have a hard time since they are for each one for themselves. But they have a hard time uh, forming any kind of a uniform group that can last in an endeavor mm-hmm. because each one is seeking to pull things in for himself. Mm-hmm. And when we, you know, we know when we reincarnate, um, we don't remember anything, or most people don't remember anything of their past. People, people, uh, often people do remember when they're first born uh, until they uh, get totally um adjusted to their new body and their new life. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, parents generally, unless it is a culture that believes in reincarnation, the parents often uh, don't believe what the child is saying and uh, ask you not to make a 
Now, when you die, you do remember a certain amount of your Some past. people, it turns. It, it turns. As you know, there is an individual controller, they may get Alzheimer's disease, and they may not remember in their daily life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when we've talked to certain deceased people, they have indicated certain memories. Like, of course, yeah. there's a fam- the famous yeah. joke Robin Some Williams people- told us. Yes. You know, I was trying to test them, and I said, so what was your street address, and who was your manager? You know, and he made this this very funny joke. He says, you know how Alzheimer's people have broken brains, and imagine what it's like not to have a brain, right? So a certain amount of your memory is carried in your brain, yes? Yes. And another uh, part of your memory is carried in your yes. field. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so your field moves with you when you're dead. Yes. It's in your field and you can access it, right? Yes, yeah. yes. But when you take a new body, the energy in the field stays with the soul, but it doesn't go back to the brain in general. In general, yes. Yeah. And so... And then you have the uh, the genetic track of the deep body that begins to uh, wake up in that. The, what, what was the word you used for the track of the body? The body. Uh, something. You said the. It sounded like vigenetic, but I don't think that what it was. No. Um, the individual, when they take over a new body, and the um, the body, uh, the genetics of the body begins to uh, act. Yes. Wake up, yes. But they're still carrying their karma, right? Yes. And or their karma. The, the, the karma might not express itself. It generally doesn't express itself um, until the individual is in some manner ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, in other words, a baby can't balance karma. A baby doesn't have the, the consciousness to do that. They have to get to a certain age where the karma can come in and they can handle it. It's 
Not necessarily uh, determined by age. It is determined by the um, how um, much the soul is itself is ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. And when someone accesses the Christ consciousness, what does that do to their karma? Uh, if you apply forgiveness, uh, it can uh, stop the real uh, karma and uh, either even eliminate the will of karma. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one technical point there, that what are they forgiving themselves for? Uh, the more exactly they can forgive themselves for the exact thing that uh, happened or was done, uh, the, uh, the better they discharge the karma. Well, most people don't remember what they did from past lifetimes. And so, do they have to remember it to forgive themselves? Not necessarily, but if they do remember it and in, in the exact point, it, uh, it is the most complete elimination of the karma. Mm-hmm. And the Council of Grace, do they ever help eliminate karma? If karma is one of the things that uh, creates the blockages, that uh, the individual is experiencing that he is seeking grace to help it, then grace can eliminate it. And what is the action that grace takes? Now, just a little aside here. If we have learned that the Council of Grace is an as- a very high aspect of the Elohim, and uh, that they can move into the lower realms and shift things so that it can look like a miracle that something changes. And uh, and anything else you want to say about the Council of Grace? They can move in to through the gateway to, of the um, apoptive, I mean, the um, the A-density, uh, which is the first density of the next octave, and they can move in and uh, they can see the various uh, elements in the, the arrangement of um, the uh, illusion, the, the arrangement of the hologramic um, aspect, uh, and, and can 
Now, grace and the Christ consciousness operate independently of each other, yes? Grace is in a different uh, octave, and they operate uh, on a deeper molecular level, grace does, than Christ consciousness. I'm sorry, they operate on what levels? A deeper molecular level. Deeper molecular level. That's as the individual, um, the individual has the um, um, molecular arrangement of um, the particles in the body and the particles in the mind and the. Uh, arrangement of the hologramic uh, input into the the, uh, master hologram they're operating out of. Uh, The environment has some input. The uh, um, other people will have some input on the sun the moon, it all has some input and uh, creates an arrangement of illusion that the individual um, responds to and operates in conjunction with. And grace has the ability to uh, rearrange that hologramic effect, the the hologram. Okay. So, when somebody wants to graduate this realm, it takes more than a 51% open heart. It seems to me they also need... Stability of a 51% open heart. The stability, uh, the ability to um, interface with 51% of service to others. But they also have to clear at least some of their major karmic patterns. If they have them. If they have them. Yes. And they and they also the third thing is they have to be detached from this realm and the accomplishments of this realm. In other words, if they die and they think, I really wanted a wife and family and I never got it, or I wanted to get rich and it never happened. That that, will bring them back. uh, Even if they have 51% open heart. Yes. So that's not often talked about in uh, the raw material, for example. You know, it sounds true. like you automatically graduated your fifty one percent service to and, others. And you don't. Right. So if somebody wants 
to graduate this realm, they have to go into, into the moment right now and say, okay, I'm ready to leave. It doesn't mean they have to leave. Yes. They can say, I can leave all this behind. I'm not attached. And if, if they can yes. do that, they're on a pretty, you know, assuming their energy levels are correct to get through the portals um, to the higher dimensions, then that keeps them from coming back if, if they can do that with themselves. And if they have something they must accomplish here, then they should really, if they can't let go of that, it's going to keep them from graduating, very likely. There is another chance for them to graduate, to stay here in the, uh, in the, in the density of choice, in the physical realm, and still mm-hmm. uh, in their soul group, uh, in their soul, uh, they can graduate. Um, they can be. They can graduate to fourth density uh, and, and be a more loving individual while they're still in their physical body in this life. Uh, an individual that was would be very wise that um, was in the fifth density in this lifetime. Uh, could graduate to the density of unity uh, while still in their body. Uh, uh, It takes an individual that is of a higher density to uh, see the fifth density uh, and is ready to graduate to the sixth density but is still in the body here. It's open for them to do it at any time. They can make that jump while still in their physical body. You know what? I thought that was true, but I'm glad you brought that up because someone... And let me repeat that. You don't have to die. You don't have to ascend to graduate. You can be in your body and hold the energy of a higher density. And when you die, you'll probably go to that density, but not necessarily. You can still come back here to help people that you care about. But you do it yes, from... Yes, you can then become, a, say, a six-density person in the uh, density of choice in the physical world here. Yes. And I would suspect there are certain people in our group that are doing that. Yes. Would you? I'm not going to ask who it is, of course, but can you confirm that that's true? Yes. Yes. So, kudos to all of you who have accomplished that in our group. And and, and uh, I've never heard anyone discuss that before. And it's a very interesting concept. And I would also assume 
Is it possible if you die and you're carrying karma with you and uh, and you have your 51% level operating, once you're in the astral, can anything shift or are you stuck at that moment that you died? In other words, can you forgive your karma? Can you really... Everything is moment to moment. You are never stuck. You are always, you always have the availability. Um, let's say that you were in jail and uh, you felt totally stuck and it was really adverse to you and you went falsely in jail. It's like you might, some people might feel stuck, but other people might feel, um, well, now, here is a chance to uh, serve the Creator. Um, how can I help uh, other inmates? Uh, it, it's like, and then they can uh, work with the situation that's presented to them. Yes. But I, I don't know if you... I might have missed this if you addressed my question that once you are out of this level and you're in some form or another on the other side, is it still possible to shift things from that position? In other words... When we see that everything is moment by moment and uh, you are uh, interfacing with your environment moment by moment, uh, and you transition. Uh, you can use the um, surroundings, the environment, uh, your new situation for continued evolutionary advancement. Mm-hmm. So, could you give an example of something that could occur on the other side? It could change your your trajectory. Now, I have heard many times people say that having a body on Earth is the fastest, gives the fastest opportunity to advance oneself, even though it can be a difficult situation here, that there's the greatest opportunity for growth. Is that true in general? Yeah, that's some Uh, it is a great opportunity, but uh, we would like not not to uh, say it is the only opportunity. But it is a very good opportunity. Although there are other situations not in a body that provide for growth. Mm-hmm. So, when you die, give an example of how someone could work out karma or evolve immediately after they die and they're on the other side, okay? 
back to OKC school, they transition. And uh, they're very advanced, and they realize uh, that uh, they can still see, they can still hear, uh, they can move around, they can intend themselves from place to place, they can have intuition, um, they can listen to conversations of the people in the third density generally cannot hear them, although there are some people that can talk to students and can hear. Um, and uh, they uh, can use that uh, experience to um, begin to travel and explore, uh, intending themselves to uh, a relative uh, and, and then begin to, uh, I'd say the relative is very advanced and they can um, go to the relative and say, well, okay, I've got my body over there. And the relative can pick it up and they can begin to get uh, communication skills, uh, enhance their communication skills because they already have them. Uh, with uh, operating via telepathy, uh, with operating at a slightly higher uh, frequency of being able to see uh, other spirits, uh, of being able to talk to other spirits, they can continue to advance even though they have transitioned. Mm-hmm. They can get in touch with angels. They can call for uh, the universe or the law group or angels to help them. They can establish connection with angels from heaven who can help guide them to heaven where they, they can uh, get further instruction and training. They can spend a lot of time in the library, which is, is not like a regular library. In your third density, they can spend a lot of time in heaven um, reviewing uh, the uh, a library of histories and uh, go and ask question after question and um, observe answers on the uh, uh, 3D imagery. Um, uh, Could all, could all of those things could all of those things trigger their graduation even though they're not in the physical body? If they desired it, yes, they could. These are all uh, going into the experience and knowledge and evolution. Um, and this is part of their path after they transition. Um, Okay, so so people don't have to have the anxieties. They have to get it perfect when they die, you know, which I'm sure some people might, okay? And, yes. Uh, do the, does the energy waves 
the intergalactic high energy that travels from the center of the universe to our planet that is helping people graduate now, is that operative in the astral as well, the same energy? Yes. So there's still the opportunity to connect with that. Yes. Yes. And we would uh, take a look at moving over to the healing rest. Yes, I'm just about to do that. Does Terry need to take a break? No. No? No. Okay. Great. Thank you so much for your answers tonight. And uh, is Sita there? I am here. Are you ready? (laughs) I am ready. All right. I'm turn CJ is going to read each person's name. And if people are writing paragraphs, just go through the most important thing in there, okay? And yes, um I shall do that. Okay. And Terry or our sources are going to make comments with to each person here. And sometimes they will work with somebody if the energy is right. And um, and a miracle occurs. So be open to that possibility. And I turn it over to Sita. Sometimes sometimes, uh, the individual uh, uh, may have, uh, if they're asking for somebody else, uh, they may seek a certain outcome, uh, which then, if they got that outcome, could be a miracle. However, um, all factors considered, a miracle might be another course of action that they were not considering. Um, thank you. Thank you. I'd like to call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, listening to this call, um, listening to the replay, or reading a transcript. Alan from Oldbridge, New Jersey. Thank you, dear and loving friends with continued love and grace for revealing the hologram of intention manifesting in the micro. How do we as a group of like-minded embrace the Christic consciousness to effect a change of macro on the planet as so many changes are creating issues the people are unable to deal with and distribution of living and disruption of living and the elites continue to enslave more and more every day. How do we fulfill our intention and desire to love one another without violating the law of one and the free will of all and to do so for the highest and greatest good 
of all with love and gratitude. Thank you for your love. Light Allen, thank you. Thank you, heart, as you call to uh, the groups. We are the Elohim, the law, group, and the universe and the angels. As you call, you put in your vote. And other people who call put in their vote. And this is um, entered in the overall hologram uh, of all by the passion with which you ask, the intention with which you ask, the need for which you ask, the need of the others which you are now asking for also. Uh, it is reaffirmed and it is put into the uh, overall group of calling uh, others are calling uh, to perhaps a lack of knowledge or calling for uh, something that uh, may be adverse. However, we then use our, our abilities to sort out the call as we see that they may be um, calling for something negative. But we see behind the call is a real desperate need for a positive solution. And we take all that into consideration. We uh, are able to discern the true desire, which may not be to uh, promote something that, that they do not understand. But we thank you. Your intention is heard. Thank you. Thank you. Heif from Los Molinos, California. My daughter, Kate, wanted to be on the healing list as she got her booster shot yesterday and she feels very sick now. Please surround her with love and light and support her in any way you can to make her feel better ASAP. She was planning on meeting Eddie and I for lunch after the call, but now it seems not possible. Thank you very much. Thank you. Give us a moment. We work with intention to support her immune system. And to uh, 
passed her immune system fight to eliminate the toxicity of the uh, booster shot. Thank you. Thank you. Echna from Spohomish. Dear Elohim and Ra, I am asking, please, to guide and support the doctors who are operating on Eric, Eric's body tomorrow morning. Please help me to hold Eric into the light so that his surgery goes well and that he can heal and recuperate really well. Much love and thank you for all your support. Thank you. Thank you. We see your intention and we see Eric's intention and the doctor's intention are allied and uh, we uh, support uh, his immune system and his body. Thank you. Thank you. Joy from Squim, Washington. Dear, dear friends, with his permission, I thank you for your ongoing support of Lauren of Forks, Washington, for healing all aspects of his life with love, love, love and gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. You give him much support in all ways. Thank you. Thank you. Tammy from Oregon. I would like to put Kimberly Ann Leader of Sterling Heights, Michigan into the love light. Kim passed unexpectedly January the 6th. Kim was limited physically for many years due to a destabilized, debilitating back and neck injury sustained in a car accident and subsequent surgeries. She lived with pain most of her adult life. Kim is remembered for her sweet nature, kind and most loving heart. I ask that she be given all the assistance by her guides and angels to travel and be in the most beautiful place she can. Thank you, love and light to Kim, and to everyone on the call, thank you. Thank you. We work to dismiss any of the autonomy and abnormally uh, in abnormal uh, distorted structure that was incurred in the auto accident, and to restore her full uh, capability, her soul matrix. Thank you. Thank you. Joe from New Mexico, I would like to ask for healing assistance and protection for my mother as she is going through a big healing effort right now. Assistance for myself in achieving highest and greatest good, as well as help for all my prayers with focus on world peace and mitigation and healing of root causes of tremors, volcanoes, and temperature um, unbalances. Thank you. 
She was older, so uh, she has built certain uh, toxicities, which uh, need to be cleared. We were to give those uh, toxins um, to use the body, but not too fast, is to to, uh, rapid detoxification uh, can create its own problems. Thank you. Thank you. Feature from England. And my normal prayer request, I'd like to put that in, but I'd like to emphasize um, thank you for your help and loving energy surrounding healing and protecting the children and all the ones, uh, any ones that might be in difficulty, trapped in locations and shining the light on helping them to be discovered if they are there. Thank you. Thank you. We work with we work with particularly one girl that our attention came to. Thank you. Thank you. Joy T from Ishikwa. Please restore my brain. Please clear my brain of Lyme, pathogens and autism. Please clear Lyme disease and neuropathy. Please heal my digestive system. Help me find direction and clarity and healing. Thank you. Thank you. We take a moment and work with your mind. Be sure to drink enough liquids. Be hydrated enough so that you can um, help these um, elements to be cleared from the body. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just looking at the top of the list. John from Las Vegas is... in the legislative and judicial branch of government for positive changes to honour the law of one, to hold integrity, ethics, wisdom and courage, to honour the free will of the American people, an improvement of the global economy and the adoption of cryptocurrencies. Thank you. Thank you. We take a look at the will of the American people and then we take a look at uh, the effect, the the centering of uh, where it is at. And um, we strengthen 